name? Mario. Last name? Mario. Okay, what's your name? Luigi. Luigi, Luigi? Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome back to the Real Hero Talk podcast. I am your host, Judge Greg, and joining me today in the hallowed halls of Hero Talk, straight from the Video Game Generations podcast, I have Mike. Mike, welcome to Hero Talk. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. First time for me. Excellent. It's always good to have a first timer on. Uh, so real quick before we, we get into this film, and I'm just stalling at this point because I don't want to get into this film. Uh, <laughs> just Could you just give us a rundown of what the Video Game Generations podcast is and what you do? Well, it's a shadow of what it used to be. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a video game podcast where me and my daughter used to talk about games and new releases and what we're playing. And we did that for almost three years and she just kind of got bored. She, um, she's young. She was eight when we started and she, you know, she's 11 now, almost 12 and she has friends. She has things to do. She has sports. So um, it kind of fizzled out. I keep doing it though, like about maybe once a month, I put out an episode that's just reviews. So if you want to hear about video games and basically just one person talking and it's reviews, then that's what I'm doing currently. So that's yeah. it. I like to think of your show as sort of in a, uh, in a format transition because it, it is I, mean, I hope to trans I hope to transition back someday yeah you know I have I have a, a son that would like to do it but he's a little bit too young I I having heard him on the podcast I agree with your assessment <laughs> <laughs> he's not there yet he's he's very he can't he can't hold a topic for very long yeah he's definitely a lot of reading ahead in the notes going on there. <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> um but I it's a so your daughter was I I for what first drew me to the podcast and I'm about to understand how creepy this is going to come out initially, so wait for the explanation. So okay. initially, your daughters would drew me to your podcast. All right, now we're going to back that up. Let me explain what I mean. So so she had uh, just this, this natural energy and charisma, and especially for her age. I think I started listening. She must have been nine when I started. Yeah, that sounds probably about so. Right. Yeah. And I was just very amazed with, with how, because I love the premise, because, you know, it was a dad and his daughter, and I got two girls, and I was like, oh, I, gotta, I ought to be listening to this, because we had been following each other on Twitter for a while before I, I eventually listened. And I was I was just impressed with with just how how well it worked and how it flowed and how charming she was and, and the charisma. And I just I remember thinking to myself then, because I'd been doing Hero Talk for a while, I thought like she can do naturally what some people <laughs> like they kill themselves trying to learn the kind of skills that she's just doing at eight because it's fun. Yeah, yeah. She I mean she because to her there was no pressure. Mm -hmm. I think that that's what it was. Yeah. So whether she realizes it or not, probably later in life, she's going to be able to draw upon being on the show for all those years. And it's going to, yeah, that would be nice. It'll be help her to presentations or stand up in front of people. And, and I've told like, her that, you mm -hmm. know, she can, as she, as she gets older, she can say, look, I did a podcast for three years. I mean, I was sort of a radio person. Not yeah. exactly, but yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that's, that's the video game generations podcast in a transitional period. All right. I guess, I guess do we, we got to do this, don't we, Mike? Yeah. You know, we, we set today. If we don't do it today, we're never going to do oh. it. Oh, I you know, it, it sounded like a good idea because this is one of the movies. I, I, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but this is one of the movies that kind of, you know, it sparked video game movies in general. So It did. I, I have not confirmed this personally, but a lot of people claim that this was the, the first video game movie. I would be surprised if that's true, but, you know, I, I could believe yeah. it. I, I mean, it's... 
video games weren't all that old and it wasn't like Pong was going to generate any decent movies. Yeah, and there wasn't a lot to draw from in video games then. They didn't have stories. They didn't uh, Yeah. You know, they 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 were they were Mario. That's what it was. <laughs> they were Mario. Speaking of Mario, today's film is Super Mario Brothers the film, the 1993 action adventure rom-com mess of a movie. <laughs> it's 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 a movie. It was it, a movie that came out. It it is a movie. It was released in 1993, in, uh, and it starred people, and we're going to talk about it. Okay. It starred some decent people, it, surprising. It did. It, it, oh, so this, this movie, there was a lot going against this movie, to be perfectly honest. It was, there are three writing credits that I can find on IMDb, and I have heard talk that there were at least seven uncredited rewrites of it, and possibly oh, more boy. than that, even to the point where uh, daily, daily there would be new pages for the actors, and they stopped even paying attention, and they just started just doing whatever they wanted to do. Well, well that, yeah, you, you see it, and that is not surprising. It, it, you know, I, I didn't know any of that, but it, it's a mess, and it, it, it's it's probably a mess for a reason like that. Oh, it is a mess. Now, what I what I don't understand, I saw this movie in the theaters. I was oh I, sorry when I when I was uh, growing up, I was right in their key demographic. I think I would have been early high school, maybe when this when this was coming out, and so I was I was right there in the people. This is uh, the, the Super Nintendo had just come out. Yep. And yeah. Super I, Mario World had just come out like uh, maybe the prior year. Yeah. So and that a was years ago. a huge game, still considered a classic, still holds mm-hmm. up. Uh, so it was I mean, it was time. It was time to make a Mario movie. They, the iron was hot. Somebody had approached him. And I find out there's going to be a Mario Brothers movie. I saw the, the, I saw the poster in the theater and I got so excited. Mm-hmm. And opening night, I was in the theater to watch this movie. Yeah, I, I would have been, too. I was a little bit too old. I was in college. Yeah. So. And it just didn't work out. Yeah. But I did. I was there opening night and I saw this movie and I walked out and I thought to myself, what did I just watch? You weren't impressed. It was even, even then, even that young, even when, you know, I was, I was ready to love it. I remember thinking like, that wasn't a very good movie. I don't understand it. I don't, (laughs) there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of Mario brothers to it. Somebody asked me at school uh, the next Monday, they said, well, did you see Mario brothers? How was it? And I said, there was an awful lot of really loose evolutionary science in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and some people claiming to be Mario's. Y- yeah. Oh boy. And it, so we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get further down the line into the, yeah, the I trail just, of my disappointment. But. You were in high school, right? Yeah. You said high school. Uh-huh. You were already past the demographic for this movie. Cause it's, it, it's for, it's for kids, for young kids. It's not it, even for it, anyone with, with intelligence. I, I feel like this was for maybe seven or eight year olds, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Cause there, there's, in fact, my kids watched this with me and they got a kick out of it. So, you know, they, they either are young or have no taste. Well, you showed this to your children. I, I know I'm the worst <laughs> father ever, but yes. In fact, my, my one daughter watched it twice. Oh my goodness. Yep. My youngest. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, I mean, it gives them, it gives them a benchmark, you know, you know it, it does. They, they, I mean, they, they get to say from now on that they've seen this movie because yes, I mean, there were people uh, in our, I, I threw up a teaser on Twitter yesterday, which exploded. <laughs> I, I can't believe that happened. Well, you actually had people interested in seeing it. Right. I had people, uh, I had, you know, Enthusiac Kinetic uh, saying, oh, I want to be in on this one. I was like, really? And then, so one of our other enthusiasts, the Dark Princess, Jen, she she actually had never even heard of this movie before. That's surprising. I thought I thought this was infamous. 
I I thought it was too. I I want to say she's been on a Hero Talk where I've mentioned this film because this film gets okay. brought up on Hero Talk from time to time. So anyway, but what I was really surprised with is the number of people who who came out in support of the movie and said, "Oh, I think it's a this is a, a favorite." Oh man, no, no, there are movies like that that they're so bad they're good. You know, I can't think of too many examples off the top of my head, but there's there's problems and quirks, but there's so many quotable lines and there's like scenes that even though they're cheesy or dumb you like this movie has none of that stuff this is it, it, it there's nothing to redeem it there's nothing to make it a classic at all so it's i'm surprised anyone would defend it i i mean if it if it helps i think all the people who said that to us would have probably been younger young than we were when when we saw this movie seen it lately probably and yeah maybe haven't seen it lately or or maybe they have but you know nostalgia is a powerful thing well I, that's true there, there are movies that i can pull from when i was younger that uh, I still love, even though I can say they're objectively pretty bad movies. Dolph Lundgren's Masters of the Universe, right off the top of my head. Yeah, for me, it might be maybe like Batman Returns or Batman and Robin. Those are horrific, but <sighs> I watched them at a time where I thought that they were pretty cool. And actually, it was probably around the same time as Mario. Yeah, I think... Um, but uh, I didn't... It, this one didn't yeah. do anything for me, so I don't know. Yeah, man. Oh, Batman Returns. I watched that for a hero <laughs> talk, and it, it, I remembered it being so much better than it was, and it broke my heart. <laughs> I, I I watched it several times in the theater, I think, but I I, mm. I I don't know. I don't know why I did that. Yeah. All right. So so we gotta we gotta get to it, I suppose. Uh, before we get yeah. any further, uh, I just want to let everyone know <laughs> this is, this movie is like so old. Uh, we are a spoiler podcast, so nothing is off the table. Everything is fair game. You've been warned. So if you haven't seen Super Mario Brothers the film. We're going to spoil it yeah. if that's yeah, even this is, possible. This is going to be more fun than seeing the movie. So. Yeah, and this we might even have a longer runtime. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. So let's let's dive into the cast. Now, th- you mentioned it. This had a phenomenal cast. Yeah, star- even a surprising guest star. Yes. So Bob Hoskins, a Hero Talk favorite. We have... We have gone on and on about this guy. One of my favorite actors. My first ever hero talk was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I I've seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit a couple of times. It's not one of my favorite movies, but um, what else? He wasn't in Brazil, was he? Am I thinking of something else? Brazil? Oh, I'm trying to. Think. I don't think he was in Brazil. I'm trying to. He was in Hook. Uh, uh, okay. Who was he in Hook? Was he Shmi? Mr. Smee. That's right. Okay. Um, That's he right. was uh in Enemy at the Gates. I think he played a Russian. Russian soldier. He was in Brazil. That's right. Okay, I thought so he was. He was in Brazil. He was in. I can't remember the movie, but he. Uh, it was. I think him and Wesley Snipes, and he got like a heart transplant so he could see the ghost of Wesley Snipes. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, but I don't know what that is. Um, let's see what else was he in. Oh, so he was in the movie. It had it had a different title overseas. So I want to say it was Unleashed in the States, and it was Danny the Dog overseas. But it was him uh, and Jet Li. Okay, yeah, I haven't heard of that one. And Morgan Freeman was in that movie, too. Yeah, well, this was, I mean, by far his, he admits it, I, I think, I, I was looking at him on Wikipedia, and he, apparently he regrets even doing this movie. He does. Right. He, it's it's one of his, it's, he's one of his biggest regrets. And bear in mind that he was in Son of the Mask. Oh, was he, that Jim Carrey? Uh, no, Jim Carrey wasn't in the sequel to Son okay. of the Mask, so that was, was, I think, it Jamie. It was the same. It was the same okay. universe, yeah, but it was, I think, starring Jamie Kennedy, and he played Odin, the Norse god okay. Odin. Okay. 
So him and Anthony Hopkins have that in common. For this to be his biggest regret, I, I mean, he says I mean, this yeah. is like the wor- He says it's the worst thing he ever did. The worst thing so. he ever did. Also, yeah. he has credits in Garfield too. <laughs> okay. So well, that's saying a lot. I mean, he, when he says the worst thing he ever did, he's putting it in perspective. Oh, Spice World! I forgot he was in Spice World. Oh, was he? He was. Okay. Was that Brad Pitt movie, right? With uh... no Spice World, as in the Spice Girls. Oh, that one. What was I thinking? Cool World. You were thinking Cool World. Yeah, that was yeah, the Brad Spice Pitt movie. World was uh, okay. He yeah. would have just been. Would he? Would he had a small part, maybe a cameo or something in that, or uh, was he? I I I want to say he was actually a relatively. Uh, he was an important like an part, important but I don't character? think he was a big okay. part. Yeah. Uh, he played J. Edgar Hoover and Nixon. So huge career. I mean, he'd been around. For, okay. He'd, he'd be, yeah, I all right. So we're not going to list everything he's done. He's been in a ton sure. of stuff, but obviously, very accomplished actor. Uh, now there was a, some other names that were actually associated with with uh, playing Mario, and I think at one point they were interested in Tom Hanks playing Mario. Oh, how that would have okay. That, I mean, I guess he smartly declined. Uh, I think the idea was is that uh, he he would have been probably too expensive, okay. and so they didn't know if, if it would. I've, there's there's conflicting reports. I've heard stories that they thought that he couldn't carry a big movie because he really, I mean, he hadn't exploded at that point in time. Oh, was that that was back like pre big or was it? I yeah, like maybe I, splash. I think around splash time frame maybe. Okay. And then I heard some talks that he was just too expensive because those movies had just come out and he was expecting to be a big star, and so he was going to oh, be okay. asking for more money, and they thought they could be more profitable with. Yeah, Bob I Hoskins. just I don't see him as t- especially not back then as as a Mario. No, like, I, I couldn't um, see that anyway. Danny DeVito at one point was uh, that that might have yeah maybe he was going to play Mario and direct the film, but uh, he wanted to read the script, and after he read the script, he declined, <laughs> which sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the rest of these people got duped into it. Yeah. I don't think any of them read the script. Bob Hoskins had no idea what Mario was. Okay. He, well, I mean, it, yeah. it shows in the movie, too, because he plays half of it without even seeming like Mario. I mean, he's not doing anything heroic, and he's trying to basically run away from the action. So Yeah, well, I, I mean, mean some of that is that's script. Yeah, you know. That's true. Yeah, I, I remember when he was cast, because I was such a fan of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I thought it was it was great casting to have him it as, seemed like it as Mario. Been. It seemed, I mean, it seemed spot on when you see him with the mustache, mm-hmm. and in, the, in all the promos, they showed him wearing red, even though in the actual movie, we were one it's hour, very I checked the timestamp. We were one hour in the movie before Mario wore the slightest lick of red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in a, what, like a yellow, no, that was Luigi. He was in a... No, he was Blue in, suit for a he while. He was in yellow. Luigi was okay. in red, just to stick okay. it to us. Okay. Yeah. Just to kind of tease us until they finally give, put him in their jumpsuits. Yeah, I think I really think they should have gone. It should have been like the Power Rangers. Like everything that Mario wore should have had some tinge of red to it, and everything Luigi wore should have been some shade of green. Oh right, yeah, and and I was surprised. Like when my kids were watching it, they were asking me, is, "Is that Luigi?" Because there was nothing iconic about the way the character was presented until very late in the movie. Yeah, so moving on to Luigi, might as well, played by John Leguizamo, uh, who's an underrated actor, but he's been around, I mean, he just did a lot mm-hmm. of stuff, he's voice work in uh, Ice Age, he was in um, that modern Romeo and Juliet, the one with Leo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I he played, uh, um, hang on, I'm not going to look it up, I'm going to remember it, Tybalt, he played Tybalt. Okay, he was in Moulin Rouge. He was in Moulin that. Rouge, uh, let's see, he was... He did a, a movie called The Babysitter, which I saw on Netflix, and I think that was straight to video. And he was good in it, but that was not a good movie. Okay. Um, he was uh, the, the the clown from Spawn. 
Okay. I want to say I want to say the clown was his name, maybe Crazy Clown, Psycho Clown, something like that. But he, yeah, he wore a big giant fat suit, and he was the clown in Spawn. <laughs> wow, I don't. Know. I think of of all the characters, all the actors in this movie, I think he probably made the best of a bad situation. <laughs> he he did. There are reports that at some point in time, him and and Bob Hoskins figured out that this movie is probably going to be awful. And there was there was a lot of reports that they just started drinking on set with each other. Oh my god! Wow. In fact, to the extent that uh, it's believed, that, so he broke his leg in the course of filming it because he was hit by a by a, a car that was driving oh. by for one of the scenes. And a lot of people think it happened because he was so drunk he just kind of wandered he just in front didn't of it. Get it out of the way, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I would have never guessed because of everyone, you know, there were a couple of, and again, probably due to the, the script more than anything, but I thought he pulled it off better than anybody as far as being Luigi. I mean, to me, Luigi was the star of the movie. They, they about, really it did. Was about yeah. Luigi. He, he was the star. There's, there's no doubt. I mean, at the, they, they even, Luigi was with the princess and, and mm-hmm. they were, they were, it was all about him believing and he was, he was mm-hmm. very much the protagonist, which yeah. was was a weird way to to take the movie and even even back when I saw it in theaters I thought it was a really weird direction to go with you know the right. player 2 character. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree but he's the one that basically drove the plot along. It was him wanting to chase after Daisy. It was him wanting to uh you know take risks, which is not the mm. Luigi in the video games. The Luigi in the no. video games is a scaredy cat. He is. He does not want to go along. Mario's the one yeah. charging ahead saying we got yeah. we got to save the princess. Uh so as as much as you want to say he made the best of a, of a bad thing, I will never forgive him for not growing a mustache for this movie. <laughs> Was that a conscious decision? Or I don't what? know. I don't know what happened. It was. I mean, you have to think he actually was aware of the games. He he knew about them, so he knew Luigi had a mustache. Yeah. So, and even back then, there wasn't much from the games to draw on. But you know, in the first Mario, Luigi was a, just a palette swap of Mario, so right. they they would have both had a mustache. Yeah. But I mean, so, Super Mario Two is when they actually had defined characters yep. for each one of them and he mm-hmm. still definitively he still had, had a it. mustache mm-hmm. and th- wasn't the super mario brothers super show was out around then too watched a fair bit of that myself so luigi also had a mustache in that one yeah and that we had captain lou albano as mario uh, it's funny you bring that uh, not captain lou but it's funny you bring <laughs> up the mustache because i didn't even get that like it didn't even occur to me where's luigi's mustache but oh. yeah absolutely right it drove me nuts it drove me nuts back then still drives me nuts now and I've seen him with a mustache. And if you see him with a mustache, you think, see, I can believe you as Luigi now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, he see, other than, you know, being a little bit too brave, I think he pulled it off. I just didn't even notice the mustache. I, I had no issues with his acting as Luigi. I mean, I'm sure the script had something to do with it. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, he was definitely, he, he was Luigi. I, I could, I could see him mm-hmm. putting his heart into it. God yeah. bless him. But, and that, that, that's why I say, I think that he, he did the best with what, what was there. So yeah, that's my take on him. And also, I wonder if, so, we've already discussed that he might have been drunk when he broke his leg, <laughs> but he also at one point slammed Bob Hoskins' hand in the soup in the Mario Brothers van and broke Ooh. one of his fingers. Wonder, oh, wow. wonder if alcohol was involved there as well. I don't know. I, for all I know, the entire production staff was drunk for this, because <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, there, there is, man, there are reports. Apparently, at one point in time, when it was starting to go over budget and things were going south and the movie wasn't very good, the director's agent, so it was directed by, let me give their names so they can be shamed appropriately, for Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jankel. It's a husband and wife. 
and their their agent basically said to them, "This thing is going to go bad. You need to get away from it before you know it, it reflects poorly on you." And they eventually stopped showing up on set. <laughs> they gave up. Yeah, literally, the directors gave up on the movie to the point where I, I want to say it was the editor or the photo, some, uh, the director of photography. I want to say, um, yeah, maybe it was him. He tried to he tried to finish the movie for them. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you have all this information because in the back of my mind, I, I envisioned something completely different. I envisioned them, you know, wrapping production on this and then doing their like their after cast party and everyone just high fiving like, oh, my gosh, we did it. Best movie ever. This is awesome. So it sounds like, no, they knew. They knew yeah. what was going on. I'm trying to I'm actually trying to find out who actually did come by to finish the film because the the. Uh just going on with how bad this movie was. So the, the director of photography, he was actually fired by the directors and another guy came in to replace him. And then that guy said, this was a mistake. I should have never come aboard this movie. <laughs> wow. Oh my, I mean, it's, it's, it, yeah, it, it sounds like more of a train wreck than I even suspected that it was. Right. It's amazing that it got made. It's amazing that it got finished. It, it almost felt like at the point where they said, we've already put so much money into this. Let's just release it. And it's Mario. Somebody's going to show up and watch it. And they probably did. I, I mean, know. I mean, I did. It, yeah. It's a cult classic. There are there are still people out there who are are staunch supporters of this film. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. when, when you, you would have had to been there, you would have had to, and, and you would have uh, had to been young. I think. I guess. Very young. I mean, I, it was a mess with all the rewrites. The director stopped showing up. Yeah. Somebody the trying to step drunk. in. Drunk. The cast is drinking because they don't <laughs> care. They don't. They're not even reading the rewrites that are happening almost daily to the script. Oh boy. And yeah. uh, so I've said this before, and this is worth bringing up as long as we're just talking about whatever. I often was wondering why there was so much Blade Runner in this movie. Okay. Because, I mean, was... there, I, I felt there was a, like a really big Blade Runner. There's actually a Blade Runner connection. Um, one of the uh, the product designers w- who was trying to create Dino Hatton and whatnot, uh, he was a, an art director in Blade Runner. Okay. Okay, and I never even got that. Blade Runner was was another one that I've seen maybe once. Okay. So I probably wouldn't have noticed the connection, but that makes sense. It's a hodgepodge of things for sure. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, this was just a comedy of errors that I I I don't know. I, I don't I don't know <laughs> if there was anything that was going to save it once it got down a bad path. You know what I mean? It was just. Yeah. Well, they, they. It sounds like I was. I would say blame it on the script because it. Obviously, the st- even the story wasn't really great, but it sounds like the story was an evolving thing as it went along anyway. So apparently, there there was an initial script that was uh, going to be more about like the fantasy elements of the Mushroom Kingdom, and it was focusing a lot on the relationship between um, Mario and Luigi, and I think Hildy would have been the name of the princess. We weren't calling Hildy. her Peach okay. yet. That didn't happen until no, the N64. Right. Yeah. They grabbed Daisy from probably the Diet from the uh, not Diet the Game Boy Advance or the Game Boy game. Yeah, the Game Super Boy Mario, game. Yeah. Super Mario Land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's that's where yeah, that and Koopa came from. Koopa was still Koopa. He wasn't Bowser. No, they didn't call point. him Bowser. I thought he was Bowser even back in the first game. I don't think so. They just called him King Koopa. Um, you know what? A lot of that may have come from the cartoon. I don't know how much they grabbed from like the Super Mario Super Show, but I think yeah. he was Bowser. I, mean, I don't know if he's Bowser in that. I think they called him Koopa in that. Oh. I'm pretty sure they did. I wanted to say like back in the old Nintendo game, if you read the instruction manual, they actually referred to him called as, him Bowser? as Bowser. I would yeah. have thought by Super Mario World he was Bowser because I think that's where they introduced Iggy and Spike and his, and his and, cousins. And... Uh, the cousins were introduced in Super Mario 3. Oh, were they? Yes. Okay. I played them out of order. Yeah. Now, I don't... I'm Now I'm racking my brain. I want to say they were all introduced in Super Mario 3, and then they all got renamed in Super Mario World, but it was the same characters. 
Okay. They just Same. named them different stuff. Very possible. I know, I think in World, that each one was a level boss, right? Or a world boss. Right. And I want to say in in 3, they were either also a level boss or they were a mid-level boss. Okay. But yeah, I wanted, it was the similar thing because in 3, you were trying to get all these, these special magic wands. And so each one of them had a magic wand and they did different okay. powers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I think you're right. Yeah, so, but we, we, we didn't get the full pantheon of the Koopa Cousins. We only got Iggy and Spike. Mm-hmm, which was more than enough. Yeah, played by Richard uh, Richard Edson and Fisher Stevens. So I've I've looked through these guys' IMDb, and there's nothing really, I mean, worth looking at. I would say, uh, so Fisher Stevens, who played Iggy, was in Short Circuit 2. Yep, that's where I knew him from. I, I was like, this guy, he, this is the character he always is. Yeah, or, or and Short similar. Circuit he's 1, always, yeah. Yeah, he's always the comic relief, the... Yeah, so I saw Short Circuit two first, so that's kind of where oh, my head was. Oh, you did? Went. Yeah, I oh, saw. I love Short Circuit one. Was kind of disappointed by two. I I saw two first, and I I remember kind of thinking because I I would have been relatively young around that time, thinking I don't get it. How is this robot just alive, and we're all okay with it? Uh, okay. And then yeah. it didn't it didn't occur. <laughs> did to you me. not realize you were watching a sequel at the time? I, I saw it on TV. Oh, okay. And. But maybe yeah, miss, so, missed the first minute of it or something. Yeah. So, but he's, I, I mean, he's, he's got a full IMDb. He's working. He's in stuff. Yeah. I mean, he was, he's been on the blacklist up until even this year. He was in the good fight. I, he did his law and order stints. He played a couple of characters in law and order. Cause everyone goes back there more than once was a voice in the legend of Korra. So this guy's been around. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Other than, you know, him with Johnny five, I just couldn't really picture him. Yeah, and I I, rec- I had to look the same thing up, but I mm-hmm. thought I'd seen him in other things, but maybe it's just this and Short yeah. Circuit that I remember. So uh, Richard Edson, who plays Spike, so I looked him up. He's been in so much stuff I've seen, and I cannot mm-hmm. picture I cannot picture him in any of these movies. No, I agree. I I couldn't but, place him either. I mean, we're talking Good Morning Vietnam, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Platoon. Like seriously, like these were major oh, wow. movies. Did he just like walk by the camera or something? <laughs> I don't know. Even the characters don't sound familiar. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't. I don't know what happened there, but I yeah. guess. Well, I mean, they they to me they at least pulled off the spirit of these cousin characters. I mean, they for what it for what it's worth, they 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 did. Although now I'm I'm required to point out that uh, the square root of twenty six thousand four hundred eighty one is not one ninety one. Is it not? It's I didn't not. even think about of that. Of course I did that. Of course oh I did. The second he said it, no, it, it's like 162 and change. Well, they didn't get any smarter. Their idea of being smarter was adding, uh, what was it? They added the end of a sentence, like, uh, I made a note of it somewhere. But they didn't get smarter when they, they got smart. They did not. They, I mean, they were allegedly. They couldn't even, yeah, they couldn't even drive a, a motorized cart without going over a cliff. And they were supposedly smart. So who knows? Eh. <sighs> It, yeah, the the pro evolution. I guess so. I at one point in time, I asked, well, if if Koopa can just super evolve, why doesn't he just super evolve himself? And then that's what I was thinking. I've, yeah, I've justified it with work? well, when you see Iggy and Spike, you realize it's not it's not it there yet. Work. The technology's not quite there. That yeah. was an experiment. An experiment that you know, I remember what it was. Now is like they would add, as it were, like hello, as it were, what's going on, as it were. It's like yeah. okay, you just can't add stuff. And and they would um, they would rehash what each was saying in a different way. Like one guy yes. would say, "Perhaps it is time for retreating tactfully," and the other would turn back yes. to like a tactful retreat. I concur. Yeah. Oh. All yes. right. 
You guys, you guys aren't actually smart. You're what an eight-year-old would think was smart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To an eight-year-old, they would seem smart until right. they prove themselves otherwise. All right. So we've mentioned her. So let's get to Princess Daisy, or the 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 princess of the Mushroom Kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, played by Samantha Mathis. I don't know her. I mean, I I can't think of anything that I'd seen her in before. So I, she was in American Psycho, and I know that from research, okay. but I can't remember who she played. I, I no, I don't either. The character's name was Courtney, and I can't remember if that was... Yeah. I don't think that was the secretary. It might have been one of the girls that, that Patrick knew. Um, the one thing I do remember her in, and I'm not super proud of this, is uh, she was in Little Women, and she okay, played... I didn't she, see that. She played older Amy, so she was the adult version of Kirsten Dunst's character. Okay. I, I, I looked her up a little, and it seems like she's still doing stuff. But... She is. She uh she has, uh like, three, th- four... Four things in post-production right now for release this year. Wow. Uh, and she was in the TV series The Strain, uh, an episode of yeah, The Good Wife. Yeah, TV. It seemed like a lot of TV. It was a lot of, it was a lot of TV. Um, I'm trying to think if she was in anything else that was... So I wonder, was, was this her first gig or, I mean... You, no, you... no. She's got credits going all the way back to the 80s. Okay. Now, I don't remember her. Like, I, if you look it up, and I'm just going to scroll down to see if any of this sounds familiar. Aaron's Way. I have no idea uh-huh. what that is. Uh, the Circle of Love, which was a TV movie. I'm going to go ahead yeah. and say Lifetime. Um, Night Watch, I no. couldn't tell you. Um, Forbidden Sun was a movie. Forbidden Sun, I might have actually seen that. That sounds familiar. Huh. Well, I mean, that's kind of sad because this was probably her big break. This was like, oh my gosh, I'm in the Super Mario Mother. I'm in Super Mario. So. Well, she was, oh, this is where, uh, this is what I was looking for. She was uh, the voice of Krista in Fern Gully. Okay. All right. So, um, I, I guess this this would have been. I mean, this is other than Fern Gully. This was the big movie, and so this one, her yeah. face was actually in. Yeah. Uh, but it was terrible. I mean, but again, she showed up in Little Women at the end as as I, I want to say old Amy, but it probably she, the character was eighteen, I think, when when she was playing her, because Kirsten Dunst was quite young when when oh, Little Women came out. Right. So basically, just grown up. Yeah. So just just grown up. Yeah. yeah that was her big break, and she landed the Mario. Oh uh, yeah. Surprised it didn't kill more careers than it did. To be perfectly honest with yeah, I'm you, su- yeah, I'm I'm surprised too. I mean, this was a stinker. All right, so I'm surprised Dennis Hopper went on to do anything. After Dennis this. Hopper. I don't know how they got Dennis Hopper to do King Koopa. Arnold Schwarzenegger at one point was approached to to play King Koopa, and he turned it down. Oh wow, I can't even imagine that. I mean, at least Dennis Hopper. I mean, once you yeah. see him in the role, you kind of think, mm-hmm. okay, he's a lot smaller than the than the Goombas, which is a weird thing, but okay. And uh, all right, so I guess we need to. There is some soft science driving this this movie. Yeah, and I, the idea yeah. that there are perfect humanoids that I'm supposed to believe have evolved from dinosaurs to look exactly indistinguishable from humans. And yeah. I, I want to say, like, it, it's like somebody didn't quite understand uh, the, the actual theory behind evolution. They just <laughs> they knew of evolution. And they came up with this fun concept for it. It is for kids. Kids aren't going to know. You yeah. Know? Kids will kids will believe it. And, and not only that, but they can be de-evolved into slime or fungus. And, like and that, the, that, that, into the primordial ooze, yeah, because that, that's... That, that, that doesn't work. That That's not... Yeah, that's that's, that's not, not a, actually how it's supposed to work. Because <laughs> no. there, there were times I was really starting to wonder, especially as I was watching it recently. I mean, because everyone in, in Dino City, I, I think it was called Dino Hatton, but I like Dino City was it? better. I thought it was just the Mushroom Kingdom or something. Uh, they mentioned it was the Mushroom Kingdom, or at least Koopa said it, and I, he said it very dis- okay. dismissively, so I didn't think that was official name. I think Dino Hatton. Did they Hatton- ever say Sarasaland? Did they say anything like that? Because that's... 
I don't think that they was where did. Daisy was from the game, but I, I don't know. Probably not. I think they tried to no, make that would it... have been too much research. They they obviously they did just the minimum amount of research into the games, I think. So that, that wouldn't have made sense. Yeah, it was very, very nominal research into the games. But for Dino Hatton, it was just everyone there seemed to be like fully aware of, oh, well, yeah, 65 million years ago, the asteroid hit directly in Brooklyn. And everyone knew about it. Everyone and, knew about it. Oh, and that sent us into a parallel dimension that we're all fully aware of. And to the extent where I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, like, how old are these people like the same dinosaurs? <laughs> like they, like it happened yesterday. Yeah, they're they're talking like this was a thing that they, they're they all fully aware of. And Koopa's like, I've evolved from the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, he went he went he went overboard explaining that like his first main scene with Lena. Yeah, it's like he he, he explained all of that as if. As, as if, if Lena had no idea what they were doing. Yeah. Exactly. As if he was trying to remember himself or something. It's like, weird. He, it was it was very, very clunky dialogue. Like, we need that piece of the awkward. rock to complete the asteroid so yes. we can merge both worlds. Uh-huh. And 65 million years ago, yeah. our <laughs> planets were split in two, and the humans are they running around on their part. And I just, oh, okay, well, I mean, is there no other way at all <laughs> that this could have been given to us than just than, than Koopa telling us in like a one 30 minute dump or right. 30 second well, dump just be careful what you ask for because that what you're asking for is another animated scene narrated by dan castanella castanella how do you say it, his name castellanetta well, that wasn't the intro scene was it yeah oh my god that it sounded like someone was forcing themselves i mean forcing us to realize that they were from new york like that that was the whole point of that that beginning scene that uh, that beginning scene was awful apparently there was more to that scene and they they cut it to that Wow. So well, I just, yeah, I, he was, I, I didn't know the name. I didn't know who was doing it. Was that the only time he showed up? I mean, as far as doing that little voiceover was yeah, just the intro. That was it. Just the narrate. Okay. Cause I, I didn't get it. I was like, okay. I, I mean, I don't know what this is, but this person is like beating us over the head with the fact that they're from New York. Yeah, it was, I, I mean, it was, it was the fact that it was even at the very beginning of the movie was just kind of throwing me off in terms of, okay, so. Wh- well, it wouldn't where, have been needed because. Part? Koopa fills us in on yeah, all of that. Koopa anyway. says the exact same thing. I mean, he goes on. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. anyway. It was uh, the plan was never really clear, and I uh, everyone knew about the alternate dimensions. That was just a thing, and Dino and their world was like just Dino Hatton and then desert. I yeah. got the impression that that was all it was. That yeah. Well, he spun a globe. It, it, it yeah. was all it was. I mean, unless he was lying about that, but yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, so Dennis Dennis Hopper, been in a ton of stuff. So the big ones, uh, so he was in Speed, Apocalypse Now, Easy Rider, of course, was was a huge one. So the late Dennis wa- Hopper. He was in Waterworld. He he was in Waterworld. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if that was a step up from this, but maybe it's a small one. I don't know. We'll call that a lateral. <laughs> a lateral step. But they uh, got him. Yeah. Just, yeah he was, he, like, was in, uh, he was in George Romero's Land of the Dead. Okay. A lot of people that should have known better. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Dennis Hopper probably. I think a lot of people's kids wanted them to do it. Honestly, they heard it was a Mario uh, movie and wanted them to do it. They forced him to do it. Yeah, I wow. I remember when when I saw Dennis Hopper, it was cast as Koopa. I'm thinking, are they gonna do prosthetics or I don't right. I don't get it. And no. They and, went a different direction. They went the cheap way, I guess. A lot of the early production interviews, they said, well, even though he starts off as a human, he'll he'll become more lizard-like as the movie goes on. Oh, at the very end? Yeah, like in the last two minutes of the movie, you mean? Right before they demolish him and he becomes slime and yeah. never to be seen again. So, so. Th- there was an originally intended, there was going to be a scene where I guess it was a bit, would have been Koopa in New York City. 
and it would have been, I think, uh, probably on the Brooklyn Bridge. He would have had a large battle with Mario on the Brooklyn Bridge, and okay, uh, they they ran out of money in the budget, and I think that's probably why it seemed like Mario didn't have a lot to do at the end of the movie. Yeah, well, I mean, he he jumped in a bucket or something, didn't I? I think he. Yeah, I mean, they did they a had small a, little battle. They had a little standoff, but I mean, when you really think about it, Mario wasn't really very integral in terms of the uh no. the resolution of the movie it was a lot of Daisy and Luigi yeah you know they were they were the ones at the the meteor taking right. care of business and he was just kind of messing around with Koopa yeah using trusting the fungus and dropping bombs yep bombs branded as Reebok so okay. <laughs> I don't know did you notice that I did I did how, notice how does that. how does that happen how do how do you get Reebok in a, a parallel dimension that's <laughs> not supposed to I don't know plot okay. holes I got yeah. a list of plot holes no there I'm not even sure there was a plot for there to be holes in it okay well we have time <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, oh, what we, we got some time <laughs> okay all right but uh, is there anybody else I want to talk about I guess Fiona Shaw we got to talk about Fiona Shaw was that uh, uh, Lena that was Lena so okay. she's, she's an Irish actress probably most popular for playing Aunt Petunia in the Harry Potter movie series Oh, okay. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. Correct. <laughs> I I recognize her. I was like, who is this? But yeah, there you go. Yep. That's I I looked everything else from her IMDb is nothing that really struck out to me. So we're just gonna go with yeah. That's who she is, and that's 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 who Lena was. I I mean, the character who you talk about is not from any of the source material. No, I and I I wondered about that. I was like, was this like in the games? Was she one of the co- one of the cousins or kids or something? No, the the kid would have been the there was one one. One girl, girl in in the Koopa Kids, and her name was Wendy. When, yep, yep. No, that's not who this was. So oh, they, I mean, they had to add some people, I guess. I, I suppose. I mean, as a character, I was never really truly aware of her motivation. Was she jealous of Daisy? Did she want to take over for Koopa? Was she... It sounded like she was infatuated with Koopa and upset that he just wouldn't let her help, I guess. I don't know. And But then when she gets the rock, she just decides to go rogue. And... I don't know. Yeah, that's a plot hole. How, how, how was she in the club? I have no idea. She just happened to be there when they were. She, so. she came when they called the police. Because uh, okay, well yeah. you've closed one of my plot holes. Yep. Now let's let's not even talk about the plot hole. Of, like initially when they show up and Koopa's like plumbers, they have the rock. Find the plumbers. Oh, yep. thanks, thanks, Koopa. Oh, just like any plumbers. Okay. And then of course within like five minutes they find the plumbers because they had tools. Yep. They're... They just had tools. Yeah. Uh, no, no one has Koopa. tools unless you're a plumber. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Yeah, of course. Only plumbers walk around with tools. <laughs> All right. The only other character was Toad. I don't even know who this guy was, but he seemed confused to even be in the movie. Yeah, he. I mean, I, I think it was he was just in for the first part of it because then I'm then sure I'm sure, I'm sure it was somebody else when he was Goombud. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which still, I just the and maybe we can talk about it later. But there were a few things that. I could say, okay, they, they did something from the games. It's like, here's a little Easter egg or a little nod to the games. But there are mm-hmm. so many missed opportunities. And one of them was with the character of Toad. I mean, there's no, I don't know. I, I could probably rant about that. But he's he couldn't have become a Goomba. He was like a fungus. He was a mushroom. There's no way he would have become. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, the actor he, who played him was actually a musician, Mojo Nixon, so hired strictly so he could sing the song. Okay, well, then that makes sense, because the guy looked like he was out of his element. So. Yeah, he, he truly was. I don't think he quite understood what he was signing on for. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know if anyone could truly say they knew what they were signing on for. No. Uh, let's see, anybody else I want to talk about? Uh, so Dana Kaminsky 
played uh, was the girlfriend of of Mario, da- Daniela. Daniela, yeah, which is weird because they could have went with uh, Pauline. Yeah, like, the, I, I was thinking that Donkey. too. Like, if you want to go ahead and say that you know Luigi and Daisy are going to be together, then the other interest for Mario would have Pauline would have made the most sense. Yeah, that's but what I was saying. Like, they, they didn't even try, or maybe they they were really trying to know. drive home that they were Italian. Yeah, I guess, but they could have they could have done that with Pauline. I would think they, they could've. absolutely could have, but so. uh, it wasn't a very good script. What do you want from me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but and um, so, she was okay. I mean, I I didn't have a problem with Daniela, but she was no. just a side character. So. Yeah, she just there wasn't a whole lot in it. But um, I think she was in Big and okay. There was I don't know. There was a a slight connection between Big and Tom Hanks in the movie, so I thought it was least a rounded out. Okay. But she she hasn't been in, in, in a single thing since 1999, so. Okay. Well, she gave up. Yeah. All right. Is there anybody else worth mentioning? Do we want to talk about Scapelli? Uh, we can talk about the monkey he becomes, I guess. Because I... that's how evolu- Yeah. So Scapelli... I don't know. Scarpelli did have my favorite quote from the movie, so. What was, I mean, you what can was talk that? About... Well, um, when Daisy says, I'm the boss here, and he goes, I'm Anthony Scarpelli. I'm the boss elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, you have it... to hunt for good quotes. Yeah. So, I mean, it... it... I, I will give them credit. They wanted to have somebody who kind of seemed like a mobster and a shady businessman, and so they pulled Carlo from The Godfather. Oh, is that who that or the, yeah. or the inspiration, yeah. or was that actual? No, character? he was he was he played Carlo in The Godfather. Okay, I haven't That's, seen that in forever. I, I wouldn't have remembered. Yeah, so Gianni Russo is is the actor played, uh, and then he was let's see, Rush Hour Two, Any Given Sunday, uh, Sea Biscuit. Okay. Um, ton of movies. Uh, Three thousand. I didn't miles know to that. I, I didn't recognize him from anything. I I I had to look up. I knew he was from The Godfather, but I I I'll, I'll go ahead and fully admit I didn't remember who he was from The Godfather. I just knew he was from The Godfather. He was from it, yeah. Um, and Godfather too. But anyway. Okay. All right. So they got they got people in this movie. They, they really did, I, and then... they did. I will say that the movie the the budget for the film was like forty eight million dollars, and when you look at the cast. And then the yeah. effects they did have to do, uh, they were over budget. So I don't know what they were yeah. given, but they basically, they, I mean, they had a, a, a decent set of, of actors and they, they, yeah. they did all right with the money they had, but yeah, e- the even, sets, I thought the sets were pretty decent. I, I, I had no issue with the sets other than it didn't look anything like the Mushroom Kingdom, well, but yeah, except for, except for Koopa's uh, tower, there were those spiky things on the wall. Mm-hmm. If you notice that? And then oh, like yeah. in the boss levels, anytime you get into Koopa's castle in the games, it's like those, there's triangle or uh, pyramid shaped spikes basically on the wall. So I thought, okay, cool. There's a little bit of a throwback to the game. Like once you're in Koopa's domain, then that's yeah. what it looks like. Yeah, there was a. If you watched the movie a couple of times, there were a lot of uh, a lot of throwbacks to the game. Just little yeah. names tossed in there. Stomp uh-huh. boots. Uh, the the yep. little chargers for the stomp boots were bullet bills. The bullet bills. I I noticed the same thing. In the thwomp, there was a yep. thwomp. There was like a thwomp store, a thwomp cafe, mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. So. Yep. And the light guns. I thought maybe you know because they, they didn't have touchscreens back then. The zapper. Like an, they were uh, they were the Super Scope Six. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't recognize them, but I figured, okay, well, that's probably some sort of a callback. Yeah, I, I remember, I actually recognized the gun right away when they pulled it. I'm like, that's the Super Scope 6. And I, you know what, that's that's pretty neat, to be, to be perfectly honest. I thought that was a nice touch to yep. actually use the, the, the guns from the, actual, the Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, and that that is cool. So and mm-hmm. they, they did a few things. I was, you know, I wasn't too impressed that they branded the bomb as Reebok, but other than that, you know. Yeah, 
the Babam was probably the most faithful thing to the games that came out of this. To be honest with you, <laughs> it, it's, it's a little bit small, but yeah, yeah, not faithful that. to scale, but at least faithful yeah. in design. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll just keep on coming until <laughs> it gets to where it's going. It's gonna blow up. Mm-hmm. The only way it could have possibly been more faithful is if it started blinking first. Oh yeah, yeah. But everyone was afraid of it. Yeah. Who created those things? I, <laughs> Why would these exist? I love how everyone was just freaked out when he had a bomb. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and the slime, uh, the, the fungus kept trying to give him a bomb, and yes. they weren't listening. Uh, so, all right, a couple more people from the cast. I do want to at least mention them. Uh, so, okay. Francesca P. Roberts, uh, she played Bertha. Okay. Who, uh, so Bertha was the, the bouncer, I think, from the club, right? Yep, she was the bouncer. She's the one that kind of stole the meteorite from yeah. him. She the, stole the, the chunk of rock, and then she bounced away with her boots, and then, but it was, I thought it was really peculiar that when, when she was described to Iggy and Spike, they knew exactly who she was. Like, there's nobody else in the entire Dino Manhattan who would have had red with spikes all over. Like, oh, uh-huh. clearly yep. that was Bertha. Yeah. yeah, I just, it was weird that, uh, I guess maybe Mario charmed her, but she just started helping him. Just, yeah, I don't know, at, at first he dupes her out of the rock, and then she's helping yeah. them out. But, I yeah. mean, you you never question a Mario's charm. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, he said he was going to do it, and he did it. And He and did it. He did it. So she's uh, so she, legally blonde. She's been in. Okay. I remember her. She was a recurring character in Seventh Heaven. If you remember that show, uh, no. Uh, yeah, Seventh Heaven. I think was she a recurring character? Let me look it up. Hang on. I'm a, this is so unprofessional. <laughs> yeah, no, only one time. I thought she was in it more than once. That's my fault. Yeah, she was a. Uh, I think a teacher in Seventh Heaven. That was a show about the minister and all the kids. Okay, I don't think I ever saw it. I'm trying to think if she had been anything that was that people would know her from other than that. I didn't. Uh, I didn't recognize her. All right, maybe not. All right, so let's uh, let's move on. So one other person we have to mention. We have to. Have the to. king? The king. Yeah. The, the mushroom king? King toadstool? I don't know what you would say. Yep. He <laughs> was the key. Yeah, I don't know. In the games, I don't think you ever really know the king. I mean, the, he, he's not a person, I don't think. No, it it's wasn't, just princesses. Yeah, in Mario 3, like there were some like individual princes and stuff, but I don't think oh, there was actually okay. ever a king. Because you had to, okay. they were turned into animals and you had to change them. But I think each little kingdom, but there was never one hierarchy. Anyway, so here's the king, played by Lance Henriksen. Yeah, for, worst use of Lance Henriksen ever. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, wasted potential. I, do we even need to list what he's been in? <laughs> I don't know. I think he was an alien, right? He was the... A- aliens. Was the, aliens, okay. Yes. Yeah, he was the second robot. Yes, I believe it was Bishop. Bishop. Yeah, now yep. we're still uh, in other stuff. Yeah, well, I said nothing was oh, nothing was true. off the table. Everything's fair game. Okay. Yeah, that's how it works on Hero Talk, Mike. You can spoil okay. anything you want. I, I can spoil any movie. Soil okay. and green is people. Did you know that? Yeah. It Did was you know, Earth all along. You know, uh, Haley Joel Osment sees Bruce Willis dead. Oh, he's dead? He's oh, dead, the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. So we can do that. Snape was a good guy the whole time. Really? Okay. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. Kaiser Soze is actually Kevin Spacey. What? No yep. way. Yeah, the whole time. Oh, he was telling that whole story and everything. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Uh, just think, he uh, they would have never had any possible idea if he would just was good at making up names off the top of his head. <laughs> yep. He could have got away scoffery. <laughs> Nobody would have even been looking for him. <laughs> yep. Just, just had to be good about picking up names. Oh, that's a good. Actually, that is a good movie. Yeah. Uh, let me think what else he's been in. Uh, he, I think he was in Alien versus Predator. Actually. Really? I want. I want to say he played. Um, they wanted to play him like he was the the proto type for for Bishop. Oh. So, because the character's name was Charles Bishop Wayland, you know, from Wayland 
Kutani. I don't remember. Was the he name in? He, he wasn't in uh, Prometheus, was he? I know one of the. I don't maybe remember not. if he was in Prometheus. I don't think he was. Um, that's not okay. ringing a bell. Because I, I I remember them doing that, like making him be like the 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 person who created him or the model that it was based on. Yeah. Or something. Okay. Now I'm trying. Yeah. To so not... he shows up and he. What, he just basically does a little sight gag with his yeah. blows some air out or something. I don't know. Yeah, he he, he like he coughed up a uh, yeah like he a coughed piece, up a fuzzball a piece or something of fuzzball and... or a piece of, of of fungus and he just said yep. like, love those plumbers. Yep. And there you that go, was, Lance Henriksen, everybody. Yeah. I can't believe they got it. you know what? And let's as long as would I'm anyone nitpicking. have known who he was? I, I assume Aliens came out before that. I guess. Yeah, I mean they would have known him from Aliens. Okay. Yeah, Aliens was in '86. And he was also oh, in Terminator okay. in '84, and and he so yeah, he would have been around. Okay, because I, I mean, it was obvious that they were trying to get someone that you would recognize there. So. Yeah, I heard they tried to get a Bruce Willis cameo in this movie. Well, maybe that was what they wanted him for then. They want no, they were going to show him crawling through one of the pipes in in, in Koopa's tower. <laughs> okay, just they were wow. going to make it just a diehard just throwback. random thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. He said no. Amazingly no. enough. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So why would why did why did he turn back into a human? By the way, uh, did they shoot him with the revolve no. gun? It, it, he as soon as Koopa like turned into slime and splattered, oh yeah, right. He just right. spontaneously it's... turned back into a human. His oh, his de evolution right. into a fungus, which isn't how that was, works, uh, was completely was contingent. Like broken. On yeah, it was contingent yeah. on Koopa somehow. But like none of the other Goombas turned. You back. are right. No. Okay. It was just a. One of many plot holes. Yeah. Okay. There are some um, huge plot holes in this movie. All right. There's nobody else I want to talk about. I don't think. I don't, okay. Can't. I. I cannot think of anyone else from this cast who's who I want to mention right now. I. I didn't even want to mention who we did mention. Quite frankly. <laughs> no. Well, we had to. I. I. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> did we really have to though? I mean, did I, we? Well, this there's is enough all to talk about this. Yeah. There's. There's enough to talk about. We could have skipped the cast probably, but there was such a good cast. I don't understand yep. what happened. It, yeah, uh, you know, if 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 all you ever saw was like the poster and maybe like a really well written synopsis or something, and you never actually saw the movie, it might be okay. You say, okay, I, that sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. But then you see it. Yeah, and you all can't right. ever unsee it. There was there was so much wrong with this movie, and there were there. I mean, in terms of plot holes. My notes are just filled with, why did oh, this happen? Man. Why did this happen? Why did no one tell Daisy that she hatched from an egg? Like, she, she grew up at that orphanage. They all saw mm-hmm. it happen. But no one, no, we're not going to tell you. You yeah. came out of an egg. That seems important. But she's going to yeah. have that rock around her neck. Yeah. Oh, I never take it off. Sure. It was it was found with me when I, at, the, at the orphanage. Yeah. Let's just keep it with me. All right. I don't know. Yeah, and the portal, you know, they have to jump through. They have to jump across a big gap to get into that portal to the other world, right? And they mm-hmm. practically kill themselves doing it. And Mario does this unnatural backflip, just falling into yeah, it. Yeah, so, it, like, he stumbles, and then all of a sudden he's backflipping into it. He's upside down. It. Yeah. Like, that's not how that works. No, and when they come out, they should all be dead. Because they should have exited from that portal and fallen straight down into that cliff. So I have no idea how anyone's still alive after coming back from the Mushroom Maybe Kingdom. the portal gives you, like, a momentum boost. So, Maybe, but Daisy didn't, I and mean, she she tried to get out of it, you know, and Luigi's pull, tugging on her, and, and she's saying, Luigi, help me, and she's not, she had no momentum boost, she was just like trying to crawl out of it, so who knows. So, yeah, so they, they didn't, they weren't consistent. No, Well, I mean, there not. was There was a, a point that was brought up, and, and this, they asked the question, they said, well, 
like, if why doesn't Koopa just use the same portals that everyone else uses? And the explanation given to him was, well, because they were closed until it got blown open. Yeah, so and how, I, did, I thought, like, how did... Oh, okay, so answer the question. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't sure how... Uh, if, if that's true, then how did Daisy get dropped off 20 years ago? Was it just because her mom was able to open it with that crystal? Or maybe. Maybe it wasn't... I don't know. Maybe it got covered with something in the meantime. But yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. They're all like, well, he has to merge the worlds. I'm like, okay, but... Yeah. Why, how did they why... even know that was going to work? I mean, they, they didn't have any science close to that, yet they're able to make this evolution there... gun and de-evolution and know uh, that the words... <laughs> a grand dinosaur prophecy yeah i guess i don't know there's it 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 makes very little sense i mean i guess if you're a kid you just go with it you're like okay well but uh, that's what you do i mean they had no idea but the the question still remains when mario says why doesn't he just use the same portal and they think well you know it's the portal was shut until very recently well it's open now it's open now (laughs) yeah the question and still Iggy stands. And Spike are going through it. They're, yeah. they're doing their thing. They went through enough times to get, what was it, like five or six different girls from Brooklyn? Yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe he just didn't need to because all he really cared about was the rock and he thought his cousins were capable. Why he would think that? Don't know. I don't but know. Maybe just because it's... He didn't. He didn't want to get like Thermopylae right in that narrow pass when they were all coming out, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, he does show up. That Was that... Okay, at the very beginning... Uh, Daisy's mom drops her off and then she's on the run and then Koopa confronts her. Was she already through the portal then? Because I thought that happened in the tunnels. Yeah, she that that happened in the tunnels. So she had already gone through the portal, dropped okay. off Daisy, and, and gave her the rock instead of, you know, hum-chucking that thing in the middle of the river where Koopa would never find it. Yeah, because I wasn't sure if he was on our side or their side. They were, they was on time. our side. when, when, oh, okay. when she So he gets, got through somehow. So he got through somehow to confront her on her way back. Uh, but yep. again, if she had just like taken that rock and just like hum chucked it in the middle of the Hudson, yep, uh, that would have been it. Problem solved. Because yeah. the Koopa didn't really have any way of telling where the rock was, obviously, because no, you know he nobody track it. Yeah, no and idea. I'm not I'm not entirely sure how Iggy and Spike were supposed to figure out where the girl was with the rock, to be honest. But they had no idea what she looked like. Yeah, I guess. Or I mean, how would they know she even still had the rock on her? How do they know the nuns didn't go like, "Wow, this is a worthless chunk of something," and throw it yeah. away? <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Plot holes after plot holes. I don't know why the people when uh t- towards the end, you know, they turn Scarpelli into a monkey. Why does everyone just kind of stand around laughing? Wouldn't oh yeah, you freak. <laughs> I would freak out. I was like, oh my god, that should be horrifying to everybody. Yeah, there's a building appearing in the middle of our city that says K yeah. on it, and and this guy's turned into a monkey. I'm getting out of here. But no, instead they're uh, like, <laughs> silly monkey. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Look, you're a monkey. Yeah. So as long as we're on that scene. And yep. things that don't make sense. So they merged the two worlds. Yep. And, and why does Mario and yeah Mario and Bowser, sorry, They're... King Koopa, yep. they come through and and just First, them and the just tower. randomly. Yeah, it's like wow, that was convenient that the the two yep. pivotal characters in this movie right now are being drawn in the other world. And then once the the portal is is reshut, Mario and King Koopa go back. And I think why would Mario go back? He's where he's supposed to be. Right. He, he's, yeah. If if they were dividing up the worlds, Mario, what you would think would stay, but he would stay where he's supposed to be. Maybe because he was already there when the split happened. So even though he's from this world, he existed in the other one at that time. Are so. you telling me that the magic that they thought about it? The magic asteroid was not able to tell that Mario belonged in our world. This no, ast- I'm just okay. super powered asteroid. I'm gonna lay some I'm gonna lay some <laughs> fake science on you. Okay. Here's a fake science. Okay. You got one sheet of paper, it's the mushroom kingdom. Mm-hmm. And you got another sheet of paper and it's it's Manhattan. Okay. 
So even though something used to exist on the top sheet of paper, which is Manhattan, and now it's down on the bottom sheet of paper, it's the Mushroom Kingdom, well, when they merge, it doesn't matter where they're supposed to be. It just matters where they currently are. So when it splits apart, there you go. Mm-hmm. Now you're back on the sheet you're supposed to be because that's where you started. So that right there was more thought than any writer put into the science of this film. I agree. <laughs> I mean, if, they can, if you can evolve and de-evolve, then yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's how that works. Um, that's how uh, that works. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, but the, the, the plot holes don't end, though. I mean, why do they have to elect King Koopa when he took over 20 years ago? That you well, don't I elect... mean, yeah, you, you don't elect a king, although he overthrew <laughs> the previous king. And, and initially, I almost said to myself, so, uh, so if he was the elected president... Should I really be that upset about this? I mean, he overthrew a monarchy. He wasn't elected. <laughs> yeah, but he did it. They, there was. It's clear that they said, okay, when when that that's that was the reason why Daisy had to be taken away as a baby is because King Koopa took over. So why twenty years later are there election posters up for him? Maybe he, he, it's one of those deals where like they have an election, but he's the only name on the ballot, and you have to vote for him. Oh, uh, just to just to kind of keep up the pretense. Yeah, just to make it it sound good to you know all the neighboring nations. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the neighboring nations in the desert where they're the only yeah. city. So, his other plot points. Well, you know what? I'm just going to go through all of the things that bothered me about this film. Yeah. I don't have time for that. I'm going to have to go through just several of these. Okay. Uh, so, if you're Scapelli and you think to yourself, I need this dig site, I'm going to sabotage it, and you send a couple of goons to go sabotage it. Well, do you, you... No, wait. You have to put them in their in their official uniforms right. to do that. Do you, you want can't... your name written across their backs yeah. when they do that? You do, because I, I'll tell you why. Because if you if you don't do that, then the Mario's aren't going to know who who actually sabotaged it, and, and they need to know. And, and then, uh, so okay, because I'm me. When Mario is tightening up that flange, mm-hmm. so I, I don't I don't know, Mike, your experience with tightening up wildly leaking flanges, but I actually have some experience with this. I was in the oh. Navy. It's uh, part of yeah. the standard damage control trainer. Is you you learn how to fight the ship, and you learn what to do if like you get leaks and stuff, and plugging leaks. Uh, so what Mario did, I can say uh, fairly, fairly confidently, was 100% wrong. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked. It, w- it wouldn't have worked. He didn't have the right tools. He was, he was, the way he was approaching that flange, that should have been launching his tools across the cave. <laughs> and the idea that he ha- he used like five different tools to tighten the same flange, it's like they don't use different sized bolts, right? It's the same size. You just go around. Okay. Well, they, they, whoever was consulting on that failed. They had their plumbers there, and they're supposed to be consulting, and they said, sure, what, just random stuff. I don't, <laughs> that's, I don't that's think how they do actually our job. had plumbers. Oh, of course not. And- and then there was so remember when they got into the uh, into the dino tower thing there and Mario realized it was the heating system he's like here we're gonna turn off the heat yeah why does that why? freeze everything yeah like okay why would that freeze everything is everything naturally just frozen and I and guess. It keeps it warm which doesn't make sense they're in a desert right I mean everything yeah. is in a desert so yeah that didn't make sense and why would he even freeze he never even mentions why he did that he's like in case I have to shoot down these pipes later on a mattress I'm gonna uh, want to okay. have them nice and frozen it's gonna for need me. to be for yeah yeah. Yeah, it was just setting up something later. There was there was no rhyme or reason to it. Right. I, I mean, I would have just liked a little explanation, just something like, why are you freezing them out? It's like, because they're lizards. They're cold-blooded, you know? Oh. Anything. That, it would have been one line, and it would have made it seem like it made more sense than okay. for him to think, like, I'm just going to make it cold because I'm Mario. <laughs> That's what I do. 
you know, in the movie, you know, for all the for all the plot holes that I picked out and all the things I have a problem with, there are they pulled the wool over my eyes a lot of times because I didn't even think about that. So, okay, I just went with it. Okay, he's gonna he's gonna turn off the the heat. I, it's gonna freeze things. I never questioned it. What right. in the world? That, that movie it it has a way of getting into you. It it tricks you. It, it, it basically it kind of overloads that part of your brain that says what is this I'm watching to the yeah. point where eventually at the end of the movie you're just like whatever I don't care it, it it's happened. freezing the pipes yeah. yeah yeah the same with when the when the police car you know they're doing their chase and it it lands on top of another car and the driver underneath just keeps on going like nothing happened it's, yeah okay well that's probably in this situation I guess that's what that guy would do he just he wouldn't pull over. He, he would just keep on going, and that's what he's doing. Yeah. I, I mean, bearing in mind that you, almost immediately following that scene, and we actually finally get to see them wearing wearing their colors. Incidentally, yeah. as long as we're talking about it, they weren't the traditional coveralls. Did you like the costumes, like the, the red and the green when they finally got them on? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with it. It was it was good enough that you knew who they were. I think that's... Yeah. I'm okay with that. I wish they would have found a way to get those things on about 30 yeah, minutes prior. Probably. Well, yeah. it would have been interesting if that had just been their uniform. Like maybe yeah. a, a variation of it was their work uniform. Yeah, you know, and, and they had Mario on the back or whatever. Yeah. That was their Mario Brothers uniform, and that's what they wore to job yeah. sites. I would have been, I would have been absolutely okay with that. Speaking of job sites, as long as I'm, I'm going off on yep. a tangent. I don't care. No, that's cool. At the very beginning of the movie, when you know Luigi is trying to navigate by feel through New York City because that works somehow. Yeah, he um, just knew. And the Scapelli beats them to the job. I, I couldn't help but think like, so what happened? Did this restaurant call Mario and Scapelli at the same time and say to themselves, "Yeah, all right, first one here gets the work." Yeah, and. and and, and obviously, Scarpelli has way more resources. If they were going to call him, why did they bother calling Mario at all? Right. Like, we, he, this is just a guy. He doesn't know what he's doing half the time, and he's got his guy. And I, this is another topic we'll, we can talk about. He's not even his actual brother, this guy that's with him that is like a, like a brother. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just the two of them, but no, we're going to call both these guys. Yeah, it, it seemed odd. So, but I'm just, it's so frustrating, and I don't... I don't know why uh, they change things like that, though, as far as... Luigi and Mario were brothers. Did you did you get that from this that they're not actually brothers? Like yeah, it Mario, was it, Mario just kind of raised him, raised and, him. And, and yeah, yeah. He like almost he took him under his wing, and they're not really brothers. But like he still has Mario's last name. Which, yeah, which I, is I never Mario. Mario. Yeah, Luigi Mario, Mario Mario. Which I think I, stuck. I want to say that's oh, still it, part of the lore. It's yeah. Canonical, and it may have been even before that. But I I want to yeah. say that's the first time that's ever really? been mentioned. Yeah. Well, that may be the only thing that this movie influenced then mm-hmm. because it's. I just I don't know why they needed to change that though. I was like I, the only thing I can think of is there's a scene they're in uh, they're having dinner and Mario's girlfriend's there and mm-hmm. and Daisy's there and to, maybe to draw some sort of similarity between Luigi and Daisy maybe to say we've got something in common. Yeah, Look, I don't know my yeah we're both orphans or whatever I don't know. Yeah, but but it, it went nowhere you know unless they were trying to fool us into thinking maybe Luigi was in the egg but they dispel that because she says I'm raised from the orphanage so I don't yeah know. I, it it didn't make any sense to me why they would change that however again we have a lasting mark to the lore and that's mario mario and luigi mario and a scene mm-hmm. that was actually fairly well charming with yeah. uh oh, do we even want to mention that the sergeant guy don lake that yeah i've seen that guy in stuff too he's a he's a character actor he's i mean police academy hot shots uh, uh, okay i want to say he was uh, in terminator 2 okay um yeah he he was a voice in zootopia and he had a recurring role on the fresh prince of bel-air okay yeah, I, I knew I recognized him. Mm-hmm. 
So but uh, anyway, so yeah. where I was going originally is is so right after we see him freeze the pipes, they had that ridiculous dancing Goomba scene. Oh, the waltz. Yeah, in the elevator. Yeah, it was the first time. Okay. What? What? Well, in the, why? Why? Because why would that I, even I don't be a know. scene? <laughs> I don't know. I I, I mean. It's the only, I mean, something came from that. Though. I mean, later on in the Goombas, they are easier to, like, they're able to convince them to dance. Or But that was just Toad, da- and Toad wasn't there to see that. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, for the kids, I, that's my answer for all this stuff. It was for the kids. It, it was, it was, it was, this is a hard movie to watch. It wasn't like. that, it wasn't that, that was a, was it the Danube Waltz I mean, it was something. Yeah. No, it, it was something very well have, known that they should that not shouldn't have, have been there. No. <sighs> kind of like walk the dinosaur. I don't know how they ended up with that. Uh, because they were dinosaurs and it was funny. And I, okay. I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I will say, I actually had the soundtrack to this movie. Oh, yeah? Did, did, did that song come from this movie, or was it they just kind of... No, no, that, that song was around for a while before the movie, but they okay. just they picked it up for the soundtrack. But I actually, I had the soundtrack. I've It was yeah. actually... It's not a bad album, honestly. I, I don't doubt it. I mean, I was a fan of Roxette, at least for what, mm-hmm. Joyride. I think that was their big tune. Yeah. So I like I liked that Roxette song. That's like one of the yeah. best parts of the movie. I, did, it, did you catch that as soon as the credits started, before they even mentioned anything else, they put up Almost Unreal by Roxette? Roxette, yep. <laughs> Like yeah. They haven't even they haven't even started with Mario. Mario doesn't even nope. get credit, and they're already talking. To, this is the song you're listening to. I'm sure that was that had to be part of how they got Roxette to do it. Could have been, yeah. But I mean, it was. I, I I'm looking at these songs. I remember each one of them. I listened to this album. I had it on a cassette because you know I'm old. Mm-hmm. And, yep. Yeah. Ninety <laughs> I mean, uh, still cassettes. Yeah. Almost unreal. Love is the drug. Walk the dinosaur. I would stop the world. Um, I want you. That wasn't going. Where are you going? That was a weird song, but I liked it. Um, Joe Satriani, the legendary guitarist, Joe Satriani, uh, played the song "Speed of Light," which was what played when. Mario was riding down the mattress in the... Okay. Yeah. For some reason, that reminded me of uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I don't know if it was like Napoleon going down the water slide or what it was, but that Like whole... the Tubes of Time thing when yeah, they're riding maybe, on it? Maybe yeah. that. Maybe yeah. I, I think it was a combination of the song and the and the, uh-huh. and the angle or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, but you had you had Megadeth, you had Queen. I mean, there was, oh, okay. I mean, it was, it was a pretty I decent soundtrack. I didn't even soundtrack. catch most of those. So yeah, that was, a, that was a good soundtrack. So even even knowing a lot of the stuff, I still didn't catch like a lot of the stuff... Like I didn't. I know the Megadeth song. It's Breakpoint. I couldn't catch it in the movie. I knew mm-hmm. Tie Your Mother Down. I didn't catch it in the movie. It was sometimes they do that. I think sometimes there are songs yeah. on a soundtrack that if they were in the movie at all, it must have been like playing on a radio that you just couldn't have even right. noticed. I mean, almost unreal. Love is the drug and walk the dinosaur. Those were big ones, and I remember yeah. exactly where they were. And Speed of Light. That that was obviously had its own scene, but if they weren't featured like that, I I couldn't place them. Yeah. What do you think about like the sound effects and sight gags? I mean, was it just? <sighs> I I mean, I got it was. There were certain sound effects I liked. Like I like how they definitely worked some of the sound effects from the game into like Did the, they? the computers. And I heard the one up sound come from more than one computer screen while they okay. were working it. You are way more observant than me because I had on my notes that that they used no sounds from the game. Oh, so. I, I I know for at the very least I've I heard the one up sound. Um, particularly okay. I want to say it happened once in the Devo machine room. Uh, similar similar to the one up sound, and once in the in the room with uh, with Daisy and, and the king, okay. and she was using the computer. I want to say it made a one-up sound. Okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, most of the sounds were just 
you know, like when they de-evolve Toad and they put the harmonic on him, you hear a harmonica sound even though his mouth never even touches Not it. even close to it, yep. Yeah, and just like the, the, the cousins turn their neck and you hear crunching sounds and mm-hmm. they just, it, it's, it's like, it's very obviously made as a cartoon. It's like, this is supposed to be a live action yeah. cartoon and it's for kids and, you know, the sight gags, like one of the cousins walking into a glass panel is like the oldest, <laughs> the oldest movie gag in the book and... Yeah. The boing when the fungus saves the car from falling down. Oh, the it's just... boing. And, I mean, all the fungus sounds, especially when, when Mario jumps and the fungus is, like, springboarding yep. him back up again. First of all, how does Luigi think he's flying? Like, how does he... <laughs> how does he not realize he's How does he not figure that hook? out? Like, do you really yeah. think you're flying? You don't, you don't feel that <laughs> tightness right around your waist like you're hanging from your belt? No, of course not. He was, he was in the moment. He yeah. wouldn't notice something like that. Maybe Luigi was hitting some of the tequila. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. that, that just struck me as so strange and odd that he was like, oh, I'm actually flying. I'm How flying, about Mario. I'm flying. Try it. Yeah. That reminds me of a joke. <laughs> yeah. Maybe another time. All right. Yeah. In my notes, I actually wrote the sentence, Luigi is too dumb to know he's not flying. Yeah. Yeah. Which is surprising. I mean, I thought, like I said before, I thought Luigi was probably the best character, but yeah, yeah. He, he had a couple of misses though. He did. And on a, on a slight tangent, there was, and I, I never understood this, but towards the end of the movie where one of the, one of the girls says, well, who are you? And he goes, I'm Luigi Mario. You got a problem with that? It's like, he just suddenly got a, an attitude like yeah. out, of, out of nowhere. It's like, that was uncalled for. <laughs> it really was. It was almost like there were cut scenes where he had to explain the name thing more than once to the point where he was just done with it. And he finally said, I'm yeah. Luigi Mario. Okay. Yep. And my theory was maybe because he's the second player in the game, maybe it's kind of just a, and they probably they didn't think, think it through this much, but yeah. maybe because, oh, well, he's always the second player. He's second fiddle to Mario, but in this, you know, he's the main guy here. So he, his, his confusion or his, uh, his anger is deserved because, mm-hmm. you know, he's always the second guy, but I, that's put, probably yeah. giving him too much credit. Yeah, I got to tell you, I actually got really sick of the music that they constantly played for all of the the funny gag Mario Brothers doing stuff. It was the same, and and this is like some canned music because I've heard it in probably a, a dozen other movies. But that weird saxophone, like do 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 do. Oh and, yeah, every, and they played it all the every time. time yeah. yeah, I mean, like from the beginning of the movie when they're driving the cars to the end of the movie when they're waving to everyone from the stomp boots. They're yep. playing that same song. It yeah, that's me nuts. another one that they pulled over, pulled the wool over my eyes because I, I didn't even. I'm, I get it now that you say it, but it, I didn't. It didn't jump out at me. Oh, it was, I it, was, it drove me nuts. Anyway, what do you think <laughs> of the, uh, in terms of the Mario Brothers, just the lore in general, not not specific just to this this movie, but when they talk, do you prefer the Italian accent or the Brooklyn accent? Uh, I don't know. Probably the Italian accent. The Brooklyn one just kind of grates on me, I think. I mean, I, I, I'm i of two minds. On the one hand, you know, Mario has had a super thick Italian accent for a long time now, even though it sort of makes him an ethnic stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, he's allegedly supposed to be from, from Brooklyn, and I don't know. I, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, uh, he had a super thick Brooklyn accent in that. Mm-hmm. And... I, I don't know if it's just because of that. I, I kind of felt it was refreshing the first time I heard Mario talk, and it wasn't a high-pitch Italian accent. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Although, and this was before he, I think this is before he ever spoke the words, it's me, Mario. Yes. We were talking about music just a little bit ago, and I just wanted to circle back to one thing Okay. I forgot to mention. I would have liked to hear more music inspired by the game. Like, at the very beginning, there's the World mm-hmm. 1-1 theme yeah. you know a little bit and on the dvd it just it loops it kind of gets boring but yeah 
I would have liked to have heard something like from Super Mario World, like some maybe not like 8-bit or 16-bit music, but something inspired by that. But there wasn't anything like that. So for me, that kept it, in a lot of ways, it kept it from feeling like Super Mario Brothers because there wasn't enough of that music in it. It was like what you said, the saxophone thing that yeah. got used to death. Yeah. I, so I was, I was disappointed by that. I, I mean, and there are a lot of places you can do it. You know, like when, when there's a final confrontation with Mario and Koopa, you have the, the Bowser's Castle theme you could play. Yeah. There's... They were underground. They're underground. They Come on. The underground there you team. go. It's, yeah, they just didn't do it. They, they really, opportunity. Yeah, they should have I wonder if it was a licensing thing. I mean, they, they had license to the whole character thing. Could they not have included more music? Or maybe they just didn't think it was necessary? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't, I don't know. It was a shame, though. I would, have, I would have really liked to see more of that or hear I, more of that. Yeah. Uh, should, should we mention Yoshi? Do we want to mention Yoshi? Uh, yeah, my kids were confused by Yoshi. Like, I was confused by Yoshi, and I he's know who real Yoshi dinosaur? is. Yeah. You know, I mean, they they tried, I don't know, they tried. I mean, he even had his his iconic tongue, you know, he used mm-hmm. that a couple times, but he was like a, uh, he was, I don't know. We can mention him. Uh, I, I don't yeah. have a lot to say. All right. You know what? That's all I want to mention. Yeah. I've, uh, I, you talk too much? I'm, I'm, I'm getting so frustrated. Why did Iggy and Spike just suddenly turn on Koopa for no reason at all? Oh, yes. That's another of my plot holes. It's like they start out, they, they're going to team up with the Mario Brothers just just for the purpose of trading the rock for Daisy. That's right. all it is. Which I thought was very, very practical on their part. Like, And then they end up at a club and they're plotting against him. They're plotting his overthrow for no apparent right. reason. Right, and that came out of nowhere because originally it felt like it was a very pragmatic plan. They thought... Koopa only needs yep. the rock. The girl is inconsequential. They only seem to care about the girl. They don't care at all about the rock. Yes, let's work together for this ends. I was like, wow, that was very pragmatic of the Koopa cousins, yep. the Mario brothers to come up with. Yep. And then all of a sudden they're at the bar and like, King Koopa, he can't go down fast enough. I'm like, well, well that was, yeah, that, they just that escalated turned. quickly. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get that either, but I think it could be, and I don't know, but it could be deleted scenes or cut scenes or like things that changed in the script but didn't actually get yeah. written around correctly. I, I usually just attribute it to, they probably changed the script and they didn't Had to know, have been. They, it, it affected those scenes, but they just didn't yeah. reshoot it or re-edit it or whatever. Yeah, because there was no explanation for it. They, I, Maybe they got smart, you know, even though we established they weren't really, but maybe they just sat there and wisened up and said, well, you know, we're back in the wrong team, so I don't know. I, I mean... I, I guess it seemed it seemed very it was almost as sudden as Bertha deciding you know what I want to help I'm, the Mario yep. brothers too. Yep, there were a lot of tournament you know Mario freezing the pipes. Just people just made a decision for no no nobody, reason whatsoever. Nobody had motivation. They just did things. Yeah, it was just it I just happened. I don't know. I, well, can I, we talk? There's I, there's one scene that I just okay. want to get your take on. Oh boy, okay. And it has to do with Koopa hitting on Daisy. And do you, do you remember this scene? Or oh, did you I, watch I, it? I remember this because it was it was it was it so was, cringy. I, it was I, uncomfortable to watch. I I I almost didn't want to watch it the second time. I almost didn't want to watch it the first time. But he's like, "You're so fresh and so clean, and just oh my god, I, how did this make it into the movie?" It it's. If there's one thing I've learned from doing this podcast for as long as I have is that, man, things have changed because, I mean, I see I see stuff like this in a lot of movies from the 90s where you think, well, this okay. was this was okay. I mean, like, at the, the time. Yeah, it's so. But this particular, I just. It, it was it was extremely uncomfortable. I mean, it, I, was. it was. And for a right, movie like, that's meant for eight year olds, it was yes. creepifying. It, and that's what I was thinking is like, how how are kids not like, what's going on here? That's weird. I, I yeah, that was not a good scene. Oh, it was it was not good. 
I don't like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Because I well, I don't want to talk yeah. about anything else. Okay. Well, I hate to force you. I know this. All right. Go a, ahead. What do you got? It's been a got? rough. Jo- well, I'm just uh, I'm looking through here. I mean, there were some other quotes. There was some other scenes like the, the, this when Mario and Luigi first arrive in the Mushroom Kingdom and they see those two little dinosaurs. They're like fighting mm-hmm. over some grub or some some fungus or something. Do you remember Mar- what Mario does? He's like, oh my god, look at that! He's like this really weird, freaked out, unnatural th- that this line delivery is. Oh my god, look at that! Yeah. It seemed it seemed a little over the top, but it was very weird. I I, I think I might have laughed out loud, but not because I not because it was actually funny. Yeah. All right. I don't think there's really too much more. Um, Luigi's saying Mario a lot. You know, I he think does canonical... he does say Mario an awful lot, considering yeah. it's his brother. It's his brother, and he's supposed to be Mario. Yeah. Yeah, the thing about, I think the very first time I saw this movie, and I should have known better, but I think I was surprised that it turned out that the fungus was the king. And then when I watched it, you know, I've watched it twice just for this, and uh, Toad tells them that the fungus is the king. Like, he's, like, halfway through the movie, he tells them that, and then there's, everyone is saying, oh, well, the king, he's around, Mm -hmm. you know, so I I should never have surprised anyone. Uh, Are we giving the producers too much credit for the car chase scene? Because that's kind of like Mario Kart. Just came out the prior year, and I think the answer is yes. They probably had no idea. Yeah, they just they had wanted no a car idea. chase scene. I so. think I think they were actually trying to to they, they were trying to throw back to Mad Max. Honestly, okay, and you may be right because the cars were like that with like yeah. the cages and the. the I, I definitely got doors. a Mad Max feel from that car chase scene, and I think that was supposed to be a bigger scene than it actually was. Very well made, but I was thinking, oh, I was giving them a little bit of credit, like oh, maybe Mario Kart, you know, because they're driving around, but who knows. Um, and that, I don't know. I think maybe that's it. Everything else is probably minor enough that we would just be just be a waste of time. <laughs> more wasteful than than, than what, what it's already, already done. been. Yeah. Yeah. Even I, more than that. I I can't believe I've watched this movie twice in the last week. Honestly. Oh, me too. I I have too. <laughs> and I've got four pages of notes. Like, what happened? What did this movie do to me? Yeah. I mean, it's. You can almost all of my notes could have been boiled down to one single word: why. <laughs> yep. Just Mine too. why? I, I can't. All right. You know what? Let's 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 start wrapping it up. Let's put it to bed. Now is the time on Hero Talk. Where we're going to talk what our favorite scenes were, and I think for this movie we can we can break out an old favorite. We're also going to talk about our least favorite. So we'll we'll okay. we'll start with favorite and then we'll go to least favorite because okay because wow I think this this movie earned it. Yep, I agree. All right, Mike, what was what was your favorite? If you could possibly get a favorite scene. Well, I do have one. Okay, it's a very it's a very short scene, but I enjoyed okay. it. Okay, it's the scene where uh, uh, I forgot what you said his name was, but he's like the police chief, and he's kind of mm-hmm. setting up there on his pedestal, and some woman with her high, the, giving him the most uncomfortable high heel oh, back massage ever. He, he, that. He, Oh, that that's, and, that was kind of creepy, yeah. Yep, and but but there's Luigi, and you know he's all optimistic, and and he's explaining that between the between the two of them, there are three Mario's and one mm-hmm. Luigi. Like I'm, he's Mario Mario, and I'm Luigi Mario. And he's like, which mm-hmm. one are you, Luigi Luigi? Very short scene, but if I had to pick a favorite, that's it. I, I'll give you that, and I know other I know other people, uh, Kinetica, another enthusiast, a host of the Behind the Line Radio podcast. He also says that's his favorite scene in this movie. Oh yeah, well, yeah. then I have good taste. Yes. 
Uh, so my favorite scene is when I think my favorite scene is going to be when Mario is riding the mattress down the pipes. Okay. Um, for for a couple of reasons. First of all, because it, one of the few times Mario actually had something to do. Uh huh. Because he, I really he was felt, actually being a hero at that yeah, point. He, he was, was actually accomplishing something because he didn't really accomplish an awful lot after that because I think yeah. his big heroic scene was cut. And also because I really like Joe Satriani, and that's when they played the Joe Satriani song. So okay, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, so that's that's where I got that. Mm-hmm. Now, least favorite scene. This is I'm gonna have to think about this because there's a lot of contenders. Yeah. Well, for me, it's the scene with Koopa hitting yeah. on on Daisy. Yeah, just, I definitely see. There's so many good ones. Is Koopa just sitting in mud? Because because <laughs> oh, yeah, why? Because, just because why? Well, and and for some reason, his take on mud is that it's clean and dirty. So I didn't. Uh, How's it but, clean? I, but it's not. It's it, not did, it didn't even look like mud. It looked like gravy. No. <laughs> it probably was. Oh uh, man, Dennis Hopper is a professional. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he messed up. I. Yeah. Okay. I'm just. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna go with the mud scene. Cause yeah. why? Just because. I guess if I had a second, if I had a, a second least favorite scene, maybe it was the you know the second appearance of Koopa where he's doing his thirty second explanation of the meteor. Like this is just unnecessary. Yeah, it was rough. The lawyer scene was kind of rough. Which is the lawyer scene? The, when, that... when Koopa's pretending oh, to be their lawyer. Yeah, and he's saying he's an egg sucking son of a son gun of a or snake something. or something like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 And then they. Yeah. <sighs> you know what? <laughs> the whole movie is yeah. the least favorite scene. I know. Why? Why is Koopa a germaphobe? Like what? Who came up with yeah. that? I don't know. I, 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 I can't remember that from any of the games. They just, they had to add some plot. I think that's what I, it was. They I, like, we gotta, we gotta have a story. So Koopa's gonna be a germaphobe. Yeah. So let's, bef- before we move on, let's just, I haven't done this before. I didn't warn you I was gonna do it. But that's okay. I didn't, okay. Do any, I didn't do any prep work. Okay. If, if, let's, let's say hypothetically, some high ups Mario Nintendo executives are listening to Hero Talk like they do if, all the time. Okay. And they, they hear us and they say, hey, you know what, Mike, Greg, you guys made some really good points. We want to do another Mario movie. How would we fix this? So I guess, Mike, how how would we fix Super Mario Brothers? How would we, how could we make this movie good? I don't think you can make this movie good. <laughs> okay, but well, I think this there's, movie, but I a think Mario a, movie. Yeah, I think there's a world where there could be a good Super Mario Brothers. And I think maybe, maybe these days, you know, you see things like the Marvel movies that that take the you know take some really crazy subject matter but do it justice and and they treat it with respect and it, it can be you know kids can like it but grown-ups can like it too you know maybe taking some inspiration from Pixar where they're able to do things with movies that they're for kids but there's a maturity to it and it, it doesn't disrespect the adults and yeah. um I think that they have to have that mindset like those from so, the, from the outset they have to they have to think about it as something something that's not just going to be just slapstick uh-huh. Do you think there's there's room for a live action, or do you think this basically it's 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 you know CGI or go home? Uh, you know that's a good point. I think I think that it was very. I think it would be very tough to do live action uh, Mario, especially especially since the games themselves are you know you're, you're jumping and mm-hmm. uh, and this is I think this is why a lot of movies based on video games don't succeed anyway, is because what you remember from the video games is doing the jumping on the Goombas and you know practicing the levels and getting through the levels and just all the things that you can't put in a movie because it wouldn't be fun. You know, it wouldn't yeah. be interesting just to show that. So that's why all video game movies, but especially Mario, because there's very little lore to draw. I mean, well, not lore, but very little story to draw on. Mm-hmm. To do a movie, I think you may be onto something. If it could be animated, if it could be like a Pixar quality Mario movie that was 
given a serious treatment and not slapstick. And, um, you know, it, it, it understood that adults have been with Mario too and kids like Mario. So let's, let's build all this together and come up with a good story, come up with something that's not crazy de-evolving dinosaurs and toad people that aren't. And, um, I, 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 I think that it's never going to happen. I think they, you know, Nintendo, Nintendo was burned by this, and and that that's oh, yeah. never going to happen. The, I don't think Nintendo's ever going to license their product for a movie ever again. Probably not. Um, unless I mean, there's a world it could happen if 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 they were approached by someone respected or maybe someone with maybe not though. I mean, it it, it hasn't happened since. So I want to believe that there is a world where a live action Mario could work, even if you have to do like a CG King Koopa or something, but yeah, I mean, there's if if it had the budget and if it had, you know, the the creative vision behind it, then probably I guess I kind of see the ideal world being uh, you, you almost have to do it like The Wizard of Oz. Because okay. that's, the, that's the closest analogy I can really think of in terms of, so you're in the regular world, except instead of Kansas, it's Brooklyn. And something happens, either they go down a sacred special storm pipe, or maybe they, 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 they should have to find themselves. Daisy should not be in the real world. Right. You know, Peach, they, and they got to use Peach now because now we know who it is. Yeah. But when they, when they do go to the Mushroom Kingdom, it's like Wizard of Oz. Like, we don't know how we got here. We don't know how to get back. And maybe, you know what, Princess Peach could probably get you back. But, you know, it turns out she's being held captive in this castle by King Koopa. And they're like, all right, well, then I guess we're going to have to follow the breakable brick road to get to mm-hmm. to get King Koopa. And then then you can meet up with a toad along the way and a Yoshi along the way. Well, yeah, that is a, that is a Wizard of Oz, isn't it? That's... Yeah. And, you know, and so, yeah, they'll deal instead of having to deal with a witch all the time, there'll be Koopas and, you know, you might. And maybe they discover they have powers in this other world. You yeah. Know, they... You know, they, they, yeah. Yeah, maybe in this other world, you know, they 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 find that they can jump very yeah. high and that they are stronger, and you know, they find a fire flower, and yeah, you know, and then you know, in the in the pinnacle of the movie, in in the climax, they find a star, stuff like that comes directly from the game, mm-hmm. makes them invincible. I, yeah, I think I think you can do it, but instead of trying to make it Blade Runner, you got to make it Wizard of Oz. Okay, yeah, that's a way better idea than I. Mine was, mine was way vague. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you there. I I. I would like to see that, but yeah, it's 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 never going to happen. All right, so now is the time when we give the movie a score. And as I want to do, I want to remind my listening audience that review scores are dumb and they don't matter. I mean, honestly, it's you've you've just heard us talk about this for a long time. You already know what we think. The number of whatever it is I'm about to assign could not possibly have any less meaning than than we're about to give it. But out of tradition on Hero Talk, we give scores. Uh, Mike, you ready to go? You want you have a score? I've got a score. Yeah. All right, go uh, ahead, no, Mike. What would you score? I rate it three actors that should have known better and one wasted Lance Henriksen. That's, you know what? That's probably more than it deserved. Yep. <laughs> um, I would give this movie one walking, horrifying, Reebok-endorsed Babam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And it blows up in your face. And it blows up in your face. Because, wow. Just wow. I, I can't believe that. This this movie happened. I can't believe that. This is a thing. And and there are people there are people listening to us right now saying, these guys, they don't know what they're talking about. I saw it in the theaters. I don't know what else you want from me. Yeah. I've never liked this movie. The, the actors in it thought it was an awful movie while they were in it. The directors thought the movie was so bad, they stopped showing up to the set. I, I don't... 
I don't know. I don't know how to say it, it was a great movie. I don't it's know. Not a great movie. Um, yeah, yeah. You might you might actually get some hate mail over this. They're, they're, the I super may. fans are going to come out. If, if if you were young enough to have seen it and thought this was a great movie, I totally get the nostalgia factor. I absolutely do. But I wasn't. I was old enough to recognize it was a weird movie, and uh, I still think it's a weird movie. And it has not aged great. I've I've seen this movie many many times. I should point out this is the kind of movie that I used to take with me when I was on deployment because it's <laughs> to punish sort of, people. It's just the kind of movie that you know when you want to be like, oh, have you seen this awful movie? Let's watch this movie now. It's it was that. Mm-hmm. kind of movie i used to, i and so you know i i understand and i've watched it too and i think there is some inherent value to having it i actually owned it on dvd you know it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't like something that i wasn't oh, I, I, had I had to go, go buy it. it you had to I go had, buy it i yeah. had to go buy it i, I bought it twice because i wasn't sure the one i ordered online was going to get here in time. oh i am so sorry it's okay it was it was nine bucks total i mean at least your kids like it right yeah i may even give the copies i have to them yeah but yeah, I did not like it. <laughs> Obviously, no, I didn't I, like I it either. I dug out my copy to watch it again for Hero Talk, and and it was. I'm sorry. I think was it my idea. I think because I'm video game generations, I I wanted a no, video I game actually, movie. I I'll I'll take credit. I I came okay. up with it. I was we were we were looking at video game movies because you were video game generations, and I yep. thought it would at least be appropriate. And I think you had pitched Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah, that would have been a good and, one. And, to do and too. I was I was thinking about doing it, and I thought to myself, that's a good one. It's like, oh, you know what? Because we had I had just <laughs> I had just recorded a behind the line radio. We were talking about bad movies versus bad games, mm-hmm. and so of course, in any topic where bad movies comes up, the Mario Brothers movie did get brought up. So it, it was fresh in my head, and I thought, hey. I've mentioned this a couple of times on different podcasts. I've never done a hero talk on it. This is, it seems like the, I'm overdue. The perfect, yeah. It was perfect. I mean, like, cause, and, and the thought was, you know, you and I would have been of a certain age where we yep. knew, the, knew the context of the movie, you know? Yep. And I suggested it, and you thought it was a great idea. So yep. we're going to go ahead and go 60-40 on this. And, okay. And here we are. You know, I don't, I, I what, what was this movie, an hour and a half? Maybe not mm-hmm. that much. You know, so that's whatever double that is. That's that's time for my life I'll never get back. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's fun talking with you about it. I don't yeah. regret it. Yeah, it was it was an hour and four minutes runtime, by the way. Okay. Or no, not an hour and four minutes, 104 minutes, uh, one hour and 44 minutes. Okay, that sounds about right. So, incidentally, we have now been talking about this movie longer. Yep. It'll probably be less in post, but for those who are listening, the raw audio was longer than the running time of the movie. Yeah. How did we do that? It doesn't seem like there should have been. I guess there was just so much. There's just, just, there was so much. You, you led with that. There was so much. In there. there was so, so much that, that, that was just why. And, yep. and to try to, that, uh, anyway, I, I don't know. So We didn't even talk about the post-credit scene. No, we didn't. We, I mean, we didn't talk about the post-credit scene or the sequel tease. The was there a sequel tease? Remember, right? Oh at the yes, end? you're right. Right before bef- before yeah. the credits rolled. Okay. Yeah. So that was that was totally inspired by Back to the Future. Yep. And I I hear tell that when that scene was written, the thought process was is that in the sequel there would be Donkey Kong. Okay. Interesting. Maybe then they would have introduced Pauline. Maybe. Maybe. But maybe not. Anyway, obviously <laughs> there is no sequel. And then of course the end credit scene where we see yeah. the 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 Japanese executives and we're led to believe that they are now approaching the Mario Brothers to try to make the game that was the inspiration for the movie. Yeah. And and then then the joke payoff at the end is they're actually talking to Iggy and Spike. Yep. who have decided to cross over into our world and just stay there, I guess. <laughs> yep. Uh, and they pitch the Super Koopa Cousins. Well, they pitch a couple of things, didn't they? Super Koopa Cousins yeah. or... Yeah. Ah, and that's a good way to end it. Yeah, and that was... 
All right. So that w- there it is. It's done. It's done. We finally have the hero talk on the Super Mario Brothers film. Um, now is the time for final thoughts. Uh, Mike, this is open free form. Anything you want to say about any topic at all, uh, go ahead. It's your soapbox. Any final thoughts? You know what? Not really. I <laughs> no. just, I feel beat down by this, I, by this movie. Uh, yeah, I get you. So just for, for final thoughts, I just want to give some shout outs to the people as I said, I, I teased this on Twitter yesterday, and, and I got a lot of replies uh, from people who, who just had a lot to say and contribute. So shout-outs to uh, Tony from the No Time for Time Travel podcast, um, for the Dark Princess from Enthusiax Gen, um, for a, a loyal follower of the Hero Talk podcast, Mike, at uh, Cugino Bambino. He, uh, he was a fan of the movie, and he was excited we were doing it. John Layola from uh, One Track Punk Show. Oh, yeah, John. And One Track Gamers podcast. Exelon from Enthusiax, uh, Hero Talk staple, YouTube extraordinaire. We got the Monster Closet guys. So we got a shout out from from that podcast saying that this might have been the worst movie we've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A a ton of conversations about this. Uh, So Kinetic, as I've mentioned before, Kinetic from Enthusiax, host of Behind Line Radio podcast. Anthony Rossi, who is the host of the Video Game Crosstalk podcast, got got in on it to to throw uh, some shade out there. Uh, We got Brendan from Almost Better Than Silence podcast. A lot of people, a lot of people in the discussion show. Shout outs to everybody for caring so much. Uh, We hope, I hope it lived up to your expectations. Or or down to your expectation. I don't know. I don't know how that worked out. With your head. Yeah, I hope. But th- thanks, thanks everybody. All right. So Mike, thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. All right. And so Mike, where where can people find you if they want to get a hold of you? Usually on Twitter, you can follow me. I am at VG Generations. That's pretty much um, I hang out on Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook. I'm not even going to mention that. Our website is VGGPodcast.com. And if you just go to your podcast app of choice and you look for Video Game Generations, we're, we're right there. We're pretty much everywhere. And if you go to Enthusiacs.com for the Super Mario Brothers, the film Hero Talk, I will have links to Mike's Twitter and to the uh, the website for Video Game Generations in the show notes so you can check it out there cool all right so that was it mike thank that you. was it that was thank a you blast. very much all right you are so, welcome uh if you want to listen to any more podcasts from the enthusiacs network just check out enthusiacs.com you can also search for the enthusiacs on your podcasting podcatcher of choice you can find us on facebook and youtube and twitter just search for enthusiacs and until next time this is judge greg saying trust the fungus I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. I, I don't even know where I was going with that.